All right, welcome back to the Messerfit Mafia podcast, and it is with great sorrow that, uh, that we refer to Nate as passed on. <laughs> yeah, Nate's not with us this week. Last time we saw him, he was uh, uh, he was uh, had an Antifa shirt on and uh, was yelling "Viva la Revolution," uh, eating broccoli. But yeah, it was, it was it was tragic. Somehow. Nate turned vegan this this week, and and we've lost him forever. So, <laughs> how his workouts consist of? Uh, when's the next protest, and how can I get Boulder shoulders for it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's shocking. He's gone to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> so today we've got Mike Roman with us today, and hello. we huh said hello, hello, hello. And we all got, also got Robert Elmore, Bicep Bob. Glad to be here. I, I got to comment on the Nate thing one more time. <laughs> Let's come back to Nate. <laughs> the funniest thing I remember about Nate is when we were finished on a strongman one Saturday, he pulls out this huge b- bag of bacon. <laughs> that, was, that was a snack. That has gone vegan. I can't comprehend oh, that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Mark. Pulled out a Thanks, bag of vegan. Pulled out a bag of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're going to kind of go over the same questions that we, that we normally do, and we'll probably just jam on one or two of them, and we won't have a 40-minute podcast like we did last time. Um, but, Mike, tell us who you are. Uh, what do Mike, you do? My name is Mike Roman. I'm an engineer at AK Steel. Nice. How long have you been with MesterFit, too? Like, what's that yeah. uh, this is going on my fourth year now. Yeah. I remember the day you walked in. Yeah, For I could sure. walk the next day. <laughs> we, 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 we like to say shy of half a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin was like, okay, let's lunge a quarter mile. Yeah, that was day one. <laughs> day two was the foam roller. Yeah, yeah. Robert? I'm Bob Elmore. I'm a CPA and a... Uh, Chief Operating Officer for a local college uh, in Cincinnati, Chatfield College, down nice. at uh, Over the Rhine. And you've been, been in at MesserFit for going on six years? Yeah, six years. Yeah. Just a little over half a decade. Yeah. Half, oh, yeah, right. Your wife. Your wife's... Yeah, by the way, I'm a 60, I'll be 62 years old in uh, March. Yeah, Woo! he is. Yeah, he is. And uh, your wife suckered you into it. She yeah, bought, she bought, she bought you a, a birthday present. A good kind of gift card. Christmas present. Christmas present. Yeah, gift yeah. Card. And I <laughs> She's like, you need to go to the gym. And I used to, I've had a gym in my basement. I've been working out for about 20 years. <clears throat> and I came in and told Mark a little bit about me, and I was ready to go. So he sticks me on a rower to assess my condition. And how many meters was it? 374. 374 meters. I pooped out. I thought I was going to throw up, <laughs> and I thought I was dying. Yeah. If you've, <laughs> if you've been around uh, a long time, you'll remember we had a, a water rower. A the water rower. Water rower. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's what he. That's what he died on. The water yeah. rower. All of a sudden, you have to feel like you had to go to the bathroom after you're on. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that switching. Well, <laughs> switching. Noise. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I think one of the one of my favorite questions in in, in uh, these kind of interviews is this one: um, What's the most important characteristics of top performers that you guys observe? And then, what is one one of those characteristics that you try to implement or or emulate emulate in your life? 
And this and this can be like this can be sport, this can be business, this like can you be. Don't, you don't you don't have to kiss his butt, but like when you watch Mark work out, what is it what is it you you try to do that Mark does? Like what is it? Yeah. Like? No, I said top performers, not underperformers. What, what I try to do is make sure Mark doesn't double my time. So, so that please, please, please don't let me twice. Don't let me twice. Mine mine is uh, grit and determination. Um, and that's what you seem to, I, I seem to aspire for with top performers. They can push it to the next level. That's what I want to do. But I have this mental block a lot of times. I can't push myself beyond a certain point. Mm-hmm. And I've always been that way. Now, when I get in competition, I can go a little further. But out of my own working out, I just don't push myself that hard. And so that's one thing I constantly work on. How can I get just a little bit more out of what I do? And it's a mentality thing. And the older you get, the harder it is to push because you just don't think you're going to have that much time to do it. And you don't want to hurt yourself either yeah, yeah. at the same time. Well, on a, on a side note, I think the difference is you guys talk about, you guys have been there for a little while, is the idea is that when you first start out, you want to try to survive and make it. But then you get to that point where you enjoy something you want to dominate. And I think that's yeah. the, the challenge is no longer, you look at a workout and you go, am I going to make it? And then you go like, oh man, I got, I can, I can, I can groove this out and dominate. Yeah. And I think that's when you finally cross that line between competitor and you right. know, contestant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is you when you become competitive and you try to dominate. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's sports and anything. It's the difference between motivation and will. That's huge. That's mm-hmm. what gets you there. Because motivation yeah. is great, and I love it the days I have it, but will is what carries you through to get your goals, no matter what they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Life, Absolutely. fitness, yeah. the will to do it on the days that it's not fun. Yeah, motivation is like that... It what makes you set your reoccurring alarm, and then will is the per- the thing that gets you actually out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's a good point because there's been times for all of us that we probably come in here and we think I don't really know what I want to do. I don't even know if I really want to be here. <laughs> yeah. and, and but you, I've had a lot of those. And when I walk out, it's like man, that's like one of the best ones I've ever had because yeah. I got my head turned around and and flipped the switch, and it was a good workout. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't love the cliches, but the idea of just getting there, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you, you don't want to be there, but when you get there and you finally warm up, you're happy yeah. that you didn't turn around and go to bed because the reality was once you got warmed up, it was one of the best days ever. And yeah. you're, you're glad you showed up, yeah. Right. Yeah, there's always that battle. Like I can't tell you how many times that I'm just literally exhausted and I'm like, okay, I can go in the office and just sit and stare at a screen. But I'm going to get on this bike, and I'm going to hammer like 15 minutes, and it completely changes my day. Yeah. Like, it yep. opens up Oh yeah, opens up my brain. I start thinking yeah. better. Um, yeah, you, you definitely have to. Uh, well, that's what I started, why I started doing it years ago. The kids were young. I wanted to keep up with them. <clears throat> but then the benefit I got out of it was um, it was a stress reliever for work. And so I used to go in the middle of the, of the day, so I'd have a two-hour block of time. I'd be gone. But it would just open up my whole afternoon in terms of my mentality I was fresh it was ready it was you know ready to go from from the start of the day almost so that sure. that, that I love that feeling and so yeah. that's why I continue to do it and I advise people to do that so I used to have a twitch in my because you get under a lot of stress, stress and, yeah. and all that's gone so I, you know a lot of benefits to to being in the gym and yeah. even if you just do a little bit there's still a lot of good benefits too. yeah I mean as far as I'm concerned I would consider you guys top performers in your in your fields for sure so like um, you guys are a leader of people. Um, you guys have got a lot on you. Um, so what is something that that you make sure you do every day besides waking up? Or eating meat, mate. <laughs> or, eating, or eating meat. <laughs> Accomplish something. 
accomplish something off my list. I always have long-term So do you goals. write a list every day? Not every day, but I have long-term goals and short-term goals, and then there's just the stuff that has to happen that day, and I make sure I knock something off of it. Because to me, the, the, what keeps my motivation going and what my will is about is achieving things. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a big thing or a little thing. I don't care if it was, I got one more push-up today or I got that extra bit of work done today. That makes me feel good because I accomplished something. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, how do you goal set? So you have long-term, you have medium -term. Yeah. Like what's your Pretty process? Pretty like what I consider long-term would be 10 years. Okay. Short-term would be five years and under. And then there's just the, this is what I need to get done this week. I need to buy milk. I need to get to the store or whatever it is. I get all that done and then make sure you have some kind of plan to get there because goals are great and you can write them on the wall. But if you don't sit down and think about, okay, these are the steps I need. I need to take this class and I need to learn this and I need to be able to do this physically, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you have to have a plan to get there. Do you like goal set for each uh, category? Do you have like a fitness category and a work category and a family oh, sure. category? Do you have like, do you goal set for each or yeah. what's your... The, the, just in general, and it becomes almost easier, the better, the older I get, the more I find it's just, all my goals relate about being a better human being. <laughs> That's okay, if, awesome. I'm, if I'm better physically, then I'm a better father. If I'm a better father, I'm probably a better employee and a better mm -hmm. manager at work because all these things feed into yeah. the attitude you bring to everything. Yeah. And if you can do that, you can accomplish the goals you set for yourself. That's some gold nugget right there. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, they talk about the, uh, uh, heard, one of my favorite pastors talk about the, the if then four. And the idea is if I do this, then I get this, but then what's the four? And we talk about a couple weeks ago about why you train. I think all of us have a transcendent purpose behind what we do, and that is you know, family, friends, career, things like that. And then I think if you, if you combine your goals with who it's for and it's more transcendent, mm -hmm. I think that's real. But I think that's real motivation because why are you doing it? Like, you know, so and I think, the, I think that also going back to grit, like that is the, that's the underlying sure uh foundation of developing grit yeah if you develop your why then yeah the grit then is is almost like the mortar yeah that that builds a house well, yeah the, the want to instead of the have to yeah yeah, yeah exactly I, I just like to um what motivates me is just uh, like mike said accomplishing things i like to get out in front i like to be able to um be in control and in charge of I'm not a control freak, but it's a more more fun to be at the top and lead people than yeah, yeah. just to sort of follow from behind because I I, um, I enjoy doing that and I think I'm pretty good at it and I like to make sure that the people that I work around are focused to feel good about what they're doing and accomplish some things. Mm -hmm. At home, it's the same way. You got certain things you want to do. I compartmentalize everything. I'm always thinking what's next. So it's not just today, but what am I going to be doing, you know, two or three years from now? What am I going to be doing 10 years from now? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to be on a beach somewhere in Florida because I'll be retired. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but I won't really be retired. I just won't be doing exactly what I do now, but yeah. I'll always be active doing something. Yeah, that's the four. Yeah. 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 And so, um, you know, one of the things that Mark and I have talked about is I would like to, as I get more time and phase out of the work life and into more of a retirement life, uh, look at personal training and yep. be a personal trainer for seniors because yeah, yeah, yeah. I would understand sure. you know, where they're coming from and what their capabilities or limitations might be and help yeah. them and motivate them. Yeah. So I like to motivate people too and just um, so you know, inspire people to do better. Yeah. So what, like, what's one thing, so you kind of have your four there, like why you're doing things and what motivates you to do them. What's like one thing that you, you do every day that, that, that makes basically that, that small step that gets you there? Like, is there a, 
Is there something that you have put inside your life that, hey, this is one thing that, that makes sure that yeah. I move to that next and step? It sounds real simple, but I'm in bed by nine o'clock oh, and I'm hey. up at, I'm up at three thirty or four. They always make Mark, fun of Mark, me about Mark, that. Martin just texted us last night and yeah. said, I'll be in bed by eight 45. Yeah, I'm asleep. And <laughs> yep. so, uh, and that, and I wake so up on my own and, and my wife's the same way. So that's complimentary, but that's it. That's the first thing I'm up about it. I'm not going to be out doing a workout that early because no. I don't physically get motivated, but my mind's getting on it. I'm setting my day. I know what my priorities are. And that, that sort of sets my schedule and I know exactly what to do. I'm out of the house and at work by 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. And we don't even open up till 8.30 and 9. <laughs> yeah. And I stay till, you know, sometimes I'm there till 5 or 6 in the afternoon and time mm-hmm. doesn't really affect me. I just have things I need to get done. I mean, I think you, you, you bring out a, an incredible point. Like, you're just happy somebody goes to sleep. So it's always weird. Always weird you're like you, go ahead. Like you, you're able to get a 14-hour workday in yeah. in someone else's eight. Right. I mean, you're almost able to double someone's capacity by... I do, and that's why it drives my people nuts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I have a, I have a great memory. I don't have a photographic memory, but I have great recall. And I think a lot of that's because of working out and you keep yeah. your mind fresh, and you know you're physically in good shape, like Mike says. Yeah. Well, the idea is that I think the greatest advice ever given, uh, you know, to me was the idea that that all people who who are champions and, and are great in their fields so that do everything with a purpose. So we always think about when you're working out, training, or you're eating, so that, yeah. that I'm doing this to be a better athlete, I'm doing this to be stronger, I'm doing this to be a better husband, son, you know, father, things like that. But the reality is, is that even when you rest, even when you watch a movie, even when you read a book, even you're relaxing, you're relaxing is to make you better. Right. Are you doing everything to make, is everything you do on purpose to get better? Yeah. So you're talking about even going to bed early, not even just getting your, but getting on that time that I'm resting to get better. Right. Yeah, and I mean, you may also bring out a great point. Like, I, re- I purposely will sit down, and it and it kind of freaks me out. I'll purposely sit down and watch a movie just to like decompress. Because it makes like, you better. Yeah. Like, flip my brain you off and yeah. be like, I so need to pull out of this for yep. a little bit. When you're just, lazy, you're lazy on purpose. Lazy. Yep. <laughs> you're yep. lazy. That's no, true. Yeah. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. yeah. That's why I used to like to watch the A Team. Yes. I mean, there was nothing. You knew it was going to happen all the time, and it was just silly. You know, action. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Mr. T made had the personality, but it was always good a good escape from everything. Sure. It's like yeah. watching a cartoon with humans in it. <laughs> yeah, it's like we talk about when people do when people count, count their calories correctly. There are people out there that if you're diligent, that you can even eat like a half gallon of ice cream, and, and it makes you better. If you're if you're on it, it actually will make you stronger and make you better. And it's amazing if you yeah. do everything on purpose. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna have to write that down because I've been craving. Living <laughs> 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 on purpose. Yes. Living on purpose is, is important. Yes. Um. Last question. What is no. the no 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 no? There's one question that has to be asked every every podcast. Oh, you're right. Put my foot down. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So two we more have, questions. We have two questions. <laughs> um, what is your largest roadblock that you've ever had to overcome? And then what did you learn from overcoming that roadblock or hardship? And you can relate this to fitness I have or two. you can relate to anything. I have two. You know, I said I'm a CPA. Yeah. Well, when, in college, I never knew what accounting was, but I failed my first accounting class. Oh, no. And, wow. And it, and it ticked me off. Yeah. So I took it again and aced it. And, and I attribute it to the to the instructor I, they just she had a hard time explaining to me what that was the book was terrible so i went to a different chancellor to another school took it with a guy who was a cpa we had a different textbook and i decided that was going to be my major 
So that was that was a setback because I'd always been a good student in high school and never really had to study a whole lot. Yeah. I hadn't really studied on that one, and and so I decided that was gonna that was my challenge in life at the time, and I was gonna overcome that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I took it on and decided to make fail, that be my major. Failing forward, yeah. Most everybody, yeah. you know, failed at something and it caused. Well, them to I'm go, not yeah. gonna be good. At this you're gonna fail. Yeah. My second one was uh, when I was my first job out of college. I uh, was working for an accounting firm. It was really small, and they were going through some uh, issues with. Uh, staffing and all that and so I lost my job at between Christmas and New Year's mm. had no idea it was coming uh, first baby was on the way and um, I didn't know what to do and it, that was back when unemployment was really high and it was hard to find jobs so it took me about 30 days but I got on it and uh, got me another job and I made a vow to myself that uh, I would never work in a toxic environment like that was when, where I came sure. from yeah. and if it ever happened again I would be gone and I would not be one to sit back and take it. I would actually speak up if I needed to, yeah. to tell people what my opinion is. And that was good advice for me internally because it, it paid off down the road because you run into situations like that again. Mm-hmm. So you let people know what Bob's thinking and what Bob's all about. And mm-hmm. so people, I think, a lot of times respect that. I do when people push back. If I'm pushing too hard and, and they say, you know, I don't agree with you on this or that, I'd rather them tell me that and let's talk about it versus internalizing it and, and going away Definitely. you know we're all open to yeah, be it, better and that's yeah. part of it feedback yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as we mature i think the, the one thing i respect more than anything else in life is just total honesty yeah even if you don't like it just because you can't start from a place where every well, all the cards aren't on the table right there's no reason to even bother if the people are hiding things put it all on the table and let's make a decision and move forward let's be honest with each other and move forward yep. yeah and that's, yeah. A, that's my advice to people is you know you don't have to sit there and take it you, you've got talent and skills in certain areas we all do we don't all function the same way, but God gave us all unique gifts, and we should capitalize on those and use them, and don't let anybody take that away from you. Yeah, I think the main the main thing is like you're you're pointing out that if you if you take failure as final, then the failure isn't the failure. The the finality of that failure right. is your, yes. the failure. You get back up. Like you have to you have to use that as a launching point for your your next attack exactly. your next move yeah so you, you use it as a, as a placard uh, a planting board that's yep. right me you mike <laughs> probably the worst one if i had to pick one was when i started this whole journey back to fitness i was 42 three something like that my life had gotten off track with where i wanted it to be i was 265 pounds it's I was, amazing man. i was laying in a er with leads on my chest because i wow. thought i might be having a heart attack oh wow my stress was through the roof. The doctor wanted to put me on blood pressure medicine and cholesterol medicine and stress medicine and all this other stuff. And I just looked at him and said, no, <laughs> I can fix this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I started. And in a year, I lost 100 pounds. Wow. And then I started to figure out how to be healthy again and how to deal with my stress and how to... All these things I was putting on myself to achieve and do. This was after my children were born and I was a husband and mm-hmm. was trying to figure out how to be the best at that I could be. And I put a lot of pressure on myself and I got off track. Yeah. And like you said, in that year and then finding MesserFit and finding the community up here to support me and help me and drive me has got me back down to what I'm 190 pounds today. I yeah. That's all wow. Deadlift and squat. Wow. Stuff I could never do before. That's amazing. And it's it's really what helped me That's awesome. get wow. back on the track. So you, I mean, you brought up stress. Like, is is fitness one of your main de-stressors? It is. Use? It is the de-stressor. Yeah, that's where I come when when my mind's not right. When when everything else is wrong, I come in here and 
somewhere around the third rep where you go, <laughs> everything, everything kind of goes the, the, away. The common theme over the past few weeks we've interviewed people, we chat about that. I think the gym, uh, above all else, and, uh, and you know, we have places of worship and we have our homes over that, but the sanctuary aspect yeah. of the place that's separate from your, your life that you can just get stress out and you can be yourself and you have community, mm-hmm. uh, the gym has become a powerful place for sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can push yourself to you places. Know, you know design. people, and yeah. you you can get stressed out. You know, you're comfortable. Yep, yeah. it's a place to de-stress. Yeah, yeah. Ask the question. Like, oh yes, <laughs> I did. it's an honor of mine. Uh, either one of you can take this. And so, so if you're in the gym working out by yourself, you're at Messervit, you're in here working out by yourself, uh, and somebody breaks in. There's like um, twenty armed penguins, giant emperor penguins that are armed with lasers and. Chainsaws and guns and that. What is your go-to weapon? What do you What do you go? What do you grab? What are you gonna do to defend yourself against the penguins? It's my favorite question. <laughs> How many penguins? Twenty. Twenty. Let's go twenty. Twenty penguins. Now, mind you, okay, the place is locked up. They're trying to get in. You got a little bit of time. They don't. Fifteen. No, 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 no. no. In the gym. No, in, the, in the gym. You can't get to your truck. No, in the gym. Oh. Things in the gym. And I took my AR home. Um, now, I, like, I'll give you an example of mine. Just so, like, I always felt like I'd grab like two and a half or fives to get an arm load because whipping those things would be like, like, like frisbees. You could just take yeah. out some, some, yeah. Go ahead. I think I'd go with the bamboo bar. You could go total ninja with that. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're the first person to grab the bamboo that's, bar. That's, that's good right. stuff. All right. Good point. That's good stuff. All right. I like the disc idea. That long range. There's tons of them. Chains. Can... I'm not what. Chains. Oh. Chains. Yes. I love the chain idea. Yeah, I always thought about that too. We, we we talked about last time. We got real vindictive though. Like once we got one down, the step one dropped a hundred pound kettlebell yeah. on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the the leader penguin. Yeah. Just like, a message to the other penguins. Yeah, yeah. Come here. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, with that, we'll leave you for this week. Thanks for joining us. Um, Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Mike. That was uh, super insightful. And uh, we will see you next week. Nate, don't come back till you eat meat. Yes. See ya. (laughs)